Kyoto Wellington. It's Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. This is B-Side Stories, stories of the people who make Wellington tick. Our guests today are two multi-talented, multidisciplinary artists. Uh, we have Kerry May uh, Zegrabelna. Uh, she is a Wellington-born artist and art tutor who creates contemporary jewelry and more. And Tina Ray Carter is a designer, painter, and sculptor who specializes in developing large-scale public artworks, art, artworks just like the one we're talking about today. Together they are the team behind the creation of a new mural on the wall of the St. James Theatre, the outside wall of the St. James Theatre, which runs down the laneway from the back of Wesley Church and emerges onto Courtney Place. If you've been down Courtney Place, you've probably caught a glimpse of it, uh, but this show should encourage you to go have a proper look. So welcome team, welcome to B-Side Stories. Thank, Thank you. you. So I want to uh, give you a chance to introduce yourself to start off. So um, we'll start with Tina and I'll just ask you about uh, uh, who you are and uh, where you're from. Oh, well, Tina Ray Carter uh, was born in the Wadarapa, Masterton. Um, the kids were born in Wellington and I'm currently living in this area. So. Wellington Region for life. Yeah. Well, I've kind of been on and off. I've lived in this region about three times. This huh. is my longest stint. Right. Yeah. And how did you, um, most recently perhaps, uh, come to be living and working in, in Wellington? Um, was really my kids who led the way. Yeah. Their schooling. Ah. Um, yeah. And I wanted to come back and work with the big kids in the you know, one of New Zealand's big cities. Have you been working <laughs> elsewhere in New Zealand? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I've worked elsewhere in New Zealand, but I've also travelled the globe a wee bit. So, yeah. So Melbourne would have been mainstay for me for a while. Wow. America. That's cool. Doing similar stuff, painting and yep, yep. murals. Yep. Incredible. Yep. All sorts of stuff, actually. Yeah. Just... Um, Oh, broad range of things. Is hard cool. To... <laughs> I'll get you to tell us a bit more about that. But yeah. Kitty May, do you want to? Oh, kia ora, tēnā koutou katoa, ko Kiri May tōku ingoa, ko te whānau apanui me tiatiawa oku iwi. Um, yeah, so I am born and bred from Wellington, uh, born in Wellington Hospital. Grew up in Newtown and then spent... Um, my teen years living out in Porirua and then had a wee stint living in the South Island and I am back. Great. Whereabouts in the South Island, out of curiosity? Um, so I started off in Nelson and ended up in Invercargill before I came back Whoa. to Wellington. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, you know, when you're a teenager and... The whole length of the South Island. Yeah, yeah, I was really into surfing at the time, so, yeah, young and... Aye. Excited and loved it down there, and then yeah, came back when I was 22. Yeah, very cool. Okay, I would love to hear more about your art practice. So, um, we'll start with Tina again and tell me what kind of art you create. Hmm. <laughs> well, there's a lot of different things going on. <laughs> um, well, there's the, the street art, the murals. Um, and uh, do you want me to talk a bit about how I got into that? Yeah, or? tell me. Well, I think um really started when I was a youngster, like 15, in the theatre. 
everything yeah. was kind of born out of the theatre, kind of um, learning how to work on a large scale. And that was kind of really exciting to me, you know, working big. Creating set designs and doing things for plays? Oh, that too, yeah. But um, just sort of like the large-scale painting first kind of enchanted me. I was like, Ooh. wow, I can make this thing really big and it's fun. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought, oh, I want to do, you know, murals and more of this. And I sort of, there was a thread that sort of runs through my life, I guess, of um, wanting to or being asked to or chasing, you know, wanting to do large things. Um, and that really, I suppose that kicked off when I was over in um, Florida and Key West. It was a great opportunity to do that. Um, people were crying out for it, so I had lots of practice, you know, um, <coughs> working what, large. What kind of things would you make? Um, murals. Outdoor Outdoor murals, murals yeah. Um, and I got to sort of climb up on some scaffolding and, you know, it was very exciting. And then when I was back in Wellington, um, uh, there were probably in the 90s. Um, I don't know if people would remember the ancient Japanese figures down the Eiteki uh, or the um, on the corner of uh, Vivian and it's called Kiza now uh, in Cuba. There was a, a PowerShell mural that was way back then. Huh. Yeah, it was a few few things. Um, there weren't a lot of street artists around. Chris. Finlayson was doing some stuff, and Greg Berg, and he was he he was actually the um, designer for the Japanese figures down the the waterfront. Um, yeah, I'm just hooked up with a, a few other artists and did a few things at, at that time. Yeah, and then sort of went off um, around. I ended up in Melbourne again, and uh, you know things sort of happened, and ended up back here again <laughs> with pregnant. <laughs> Um, and so while I was uh, growing my twins, um, sort of the street art thing came back in a little bit. Um, there were other things, other threads weaving through through that, of course. But um, and then sort of living down in the Wairarapa, uh, working with kids a lot, and uh, sort of expanding on on that kind of thing. And really, I suppose that leads me to talk about my my sort of practice a little bit where I sort of get inspired with um, like our, our native, like our endem endemic species, like our fish Ooh. in particular, sort of like, Ooh. and it's really, yeah, really um, found it um, sort of like beneficial and inspiring and um, gives me some sort of purpose, like um, weaving in sort of like learning about our native species, our native fish, especially with the 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 kids with the um yeah just and maybe we create large murals and things and these um you know sort of sometimes appear in the murals or they they can yeah. learn things and who knows what sticks you know but um, yeah. there's something that I, that made me feel some sort of like worth very you know? cool mm. um were you learning to do murals just by doing them or did or did you have a tutors and um how, how did you learn to be yeah. good at that? Uh, well, there, there was art school, um, which you learn a raft of things. But I think I just I learned on the job. I mean, theatre was really important because you get that discipline and um, you learn how, you know, to measure something. I mean, I did a stint as a kitchen designer, one of my first early and only ever jobs. <laughs> um, art is a job too. Yeah, <laughs> it is, it is. 
Um, but yeah, I learnt, um, you know, how to draft and design. I mean, I did a, little, I did a year of applied design at school yeah. too before I was a painting major. But um, yeah, and you just sort of learn that real practical application, which, as you agree, Gary, <laughs> may you really need when you're doing these large scale things. You've got to um, kind of. Um, how are you going to implement? How are you going to do this? You know, you've got to you've got to have a, a quite a few skills, and you've kind of got to um, go through all of these scenarios to to figure out what you you might want to use in, in your large scale piece. Cool, mm. such a unique skill, and those um, the people who have the ability to do that really kind of shape the landscapes of the places that they live. Um, I think um, definitely mm. Wellington is shaped by the people that make amazing street art here. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, be nice to be some some things to be involved a little bit early, like they do in Europe, you know, and actually really shape things working with architects. But yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Um, okay, May, Um the art that you create, that's what I'm wondering about. Tell me what, what that is. Um, so my art practice over the past few years has become quite diversified in its approach, whether it be materials or the form that it's seen in. So this mural working with Tina is actually my first mural. Uh, my background is as a contemporary jeweller. So I love working with my hands and working in the workshop, working with metals, working with stone and bone. I've done a few smaller design contracts. When I was a child, I did a lot of painting. But in terms of working for street art, specifically in this capacity of a mural, yeah, it's my first first one. Um, I've done a couple of other public art projects. I had the Courtney Place light boxes and also the Waitohi flags down by the lagoon one year. And I'm currently working on another public art project at the moment out by Puriroa um, Harbour, uh, hopefully to be released next year. But yeah, yeah, I've just noticed over past couple of years in order to survive as a as an artist it is quite important to have that portfolio of things that you do so I lecture I tutor um, I make jewelry that I sell I do exhibitions I do mentoring just a broad range and for me it's I just love creativity and have always been brought up around creativity and art um, with a background of like museums and art galleries and stuff like that so I feel very uh, grateful and privileged to kind of be working in the creative field in some capacity so yeah. Fabulous. Um, I wanted to ask you what what are the world art games? This is something I read about your on on your um, website or in, in learning more about you and how did you participate in World Art Games? Oh, that was a very long time ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the World Art Games came up after I graduated from Fitira when Fitira was out in Porirua. And it's a team of different representatives from each country that go over in um, that particular world art game was in Slovakia. So a friend of mine who's an artist encouraged me to put a proposal and an application through to it. Um, of course, it's all self-funded. You have to fund yourself to get over there and everything as well. So I just kind of worked towards a give a little page to help me get over to the world art games. And then it's a week of exhibition, 
hanging out with artists from all around the world, from diverse backgrounds and different art mediums, uh, lectures, talks, and just getting together and stuff like that. So um, World Art Games is a non-profit as well. Um, yeah, that was many, many years ago. It was a fantastic experience for me as well because after achieving that, I felt that I could move forward and achieve more and the ball just kept rolling in, in my arts career and stuff. I got the confidence I needed um, to move forward. And, wow. Yeah. Um, how did you go from making things, making jewellery, uh, very practical things, to now um, reaching out into public murals and, you know, things that I think of as quite quite different forms of expression. Um, how did that? Uh, how did you build into taking on those new challenges? I don't know if I built into it or if it found me, to be honest. And I get approached for these kind of things. Yeah, I get approached for these kind of things, and I think it's because of my storytelling abilities and my able to my ability to be able to kind of envision. Um, what it could be, yeah, and not necessarily know the application of it <laughs> yet, but um, yeah, I just think that my research skills and my ability to envision and then place the practical application in after attracts people a lot to my work. So whether I built into it or it found me, I'm not 100% Sure, but I like to think of myself as a bit of a storyteller mm. through whatever creative medium comes to me. When I was a child, I originally wanted to be a illustrator, so I've always drawn and I've always painted. It's just that um, I'm more known for my my jewellery, but it seems like things are kind of swinging back the other way a little bit. Yeah. Wow. Um Cool. So it strikes me how um, different, although um, you know, richly rooted in arts and trained in that way, but very different kind of ex art artistic experiences you two have. So, um, what was it like working with a team, uh, working as a team, uh, mm. when the St James mural kind of came along? Well, we would have automatically found our connections because although, I don't know, yeah, talking about it, we've got a lot of similarities, you know, because we're both creatives and we both would have had that sort of serendipity of, mm. you know, you and, and just get led along your, your creative journey, really. I mean, we, you have to sort of diversify so much and just find yourself, don't you, sometimes? And, and um, you know, if you call yourself a creative, you kind of just... Um, you just follow the music. <laughs> mm. And I think because we also had the same wants and passions yeah. for yeah. what Doesn't we matter. wanted the mural to say for our community as well. Oh, yeah. We yeah. were pretty solid on that. Yeah. 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 And lots of coffee. Lots of coffee. coffee. Lots of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me about how uh, you were approached about the St. James mural or how did that process begin? Um, well, you, Kerry Bay, you were on board first, so how did you get approached? <laughs> um, so the council approached me because they wanted to offer an opportunity to someone that was tangata whenua but also hadn't had an opportunity to do a mural before. 
Um, so they asked me if I was interested and said that they would help support me by bringing an experienced mural artist on, aka Tina, to help guide me through that process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they felt that it was important to have um, the Tangata Whenua voice and some of those stories and narratives come through, but also to maintain, I guess, a balance between all the narratives, so also the St James Theatre, and Tina's had lots of experience um, working for them. So we just kind of made a really good, solid, strong team, I think, for mm. the project. Yeah, yeah. yeah. neat. Um, when you first had that request, did you were you really drawn to it as a great opportunity or were you a bit like, oh, that's not really what I do, I don't do big public murals? What was your uh, immediate kind of reaction, initial response? Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I mean, that's the cool thing about being in the creative industry mm. is that you can just learn and grow and naturally I'm always hungry to learn more and grow and experience and experience life and see where where it will take me. Cool. And yeah. <laughs> Put on your back cape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you've mentioned coffee, but uh, was there anything else that you did to start the design process? Or how did you talk about that initial... Uh, ideas for covering such a huge space that that's the that's the wall there. We just got into that creative space, didn't we? That yeah. headspace, and yeah. we we just um, just hummed con- conversation, yeah, and bounce off each other. Yeah, discussions, mm. conversation. Mm. Um, we'll go off and we'd brainstorm and we'd come together with our ideas and our drawings and designs, and we'd bounce off each other, mm. and then we'd go away and then come back and. Yeah, I think when you're working in a team, it's really important to have that real clear communication mm, and mm. and to help with the collaboration. And when you've got it humming, like we had it humming, mm. um, it just it just goes so smooth and and it's exciting, you mm. know, because you're like ooh, and and it's cool because um, just having another partner there um, with great ideas, yeah, and got stuff. each other's back, yeah, and it's yeah, very positive. Yeah, kind of so experience. you spark off yeah. each other's inspiration and stuff as well. And mm. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Yeah. And, and were there any, um, I can imagine maybe working with the council comes with its challenges or other like public space issues, but are there any challenge, big challenges that you met up against that you kind of had to find a way through? It was the space really. Mm. The, yeah. Mm. Being so narrow. Yes, it's a really long. narrow language. Long. Yeah, we thought about the histories. I mean, that's one thing I muse about all the time is, like, you got this space, right, but it's got its own history, you know. Mm. Like, we we were alluding to the history with, it, with the design, but it's got history way, you know, beyond that. And, um, um, because, help me on the stats, but it's it's something like 200 metres long. It's it's very, very long. Six, 60 metres long 60 the, metres the mural. long. Sixty meters long and really high as well. Seventeen meters at the, the tallest. Right. Yeah. Mm. So yes, an enormous but also quite narrow space mm. to, to set about filling. So yeah. the practical of painting it on was that a massive challenge? Uh, no, just the, the the feel of the just sort of getting down with it. You know, down with that space. It was just it had a little bit of its own energy going on. Um, 
I mean, there's um, cars that sometimes park down there. It's um, it wasn't there was a whole lot of trash down there. Hey, when we first mm. people up. wanting to walk through as a thoroughway, and we're mm. trying to like pull this giant machine out so that we can the beast, the beast we called it, mm. <laughs> this giant your... scaffolding machine. Oh. Um, mm. So like practically, there were logistics that were quite difficult to navigate. Um, moving the beast around. <laughs> The beast, <laughs> <laughs> as well as watching out for um, public, mm. even though we blocked it off and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and then also, I think time access. So we had limited time that we could go down there during the day because uh, the alley is co-owned with someone else. Mm. And then the height, the height's always always a bit of a challenge too. Just the wind used to being that high. Yeah, mm. in the wind, the sun. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take to paint? Uh, well, the body of it was done within a couple of couple of months, but there's, there was time either side of that. So you, you reckon about three months last time you estimated Over it? Over a period of three months. Wow. Yeah, yeah it was on and off because, I mean, there was that um, national disaster, um, you know, the, the floods. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Like all in Hawke's Bay. Mm. Yeah, yeah um, a lot of friends and fun are affected by that, you know, at the time, and we, um, of course, we just had to be brushed down, of course. Um, <clears throat> there were a lot of other things that um, weaved in and out of that, just life, you know, mm. um, things that, that happened that, um, yeah, we just soldiered on. <laughs> <laughs> got up there, we had, had the um, the beast got taken away at one point. <laughs> oh, no. Mm, yeah, we had to have a new beast. <laughs> Good that there's a backup beast. <laughs> Had the backup beast. Um, great. I would love to hear about some of the key visual elements. Um, yeah, we've kind of talked about the space and the height and the narrowness and like the design process. But like, uh, um, what what were some of the things that you? Uh, I'm sorry, it's radio, so we don't have visuals. Mm. But uh, well, what are some of the key things that people can look for when they are looking at that mural and mm. and and um, what do they mean, I guess, is is, um, is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Well, from the Bunnings end, there's the, the mouth of the Waimapihi stream, Kirimei's beautiful Mukokowai, and that yeah. comes down to the, the tuna, which is representing the stream. But then you've also got the, the cherub and the tuna having a conversation um, at the Courtney Place end, and that's a big conversation about yeah. the environment. Yeah. The, Cherub is inviting the tuna back into the to the stream, which is our, our native species. <laughs> nice. Mm, but it could be any conversation, as we say. It's, mm. uh, when, well, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to describe over radio without mm, visuals, but one thing that we can like kind of talk about is that the mural has lots of different storylines weaving in and out of it, which sure. is really exciting. So I think that anyone that goes down to see the mural will be able to resonate with something that's within it. Because as Tina was just saying, we've got Waimapahi stream, um, the Mokokowai with the Matariki in it, as well mm. as the whare design and mm -hmm. the Raupo and mm. the Tunatanifa and then the curtain mm. and then oh, the, the cherub. Um, mm. So it does have all these stories that kind of weave in and out of it, which is, is fun. 
Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It talks to uh, the land and the histories and also to the St James Theatre as well. There's a conversation going on there between those two elements as well. And the, um, in my looking at it, in my experience of it, the two sides, like, they look quite different, but then they're, like, kind of, they flow together beautifully. One side looks like almost the inside of the St. James Theatre. You talk about that cherub and the curtain, mm. and it's very, like, familiar in that way. And then the other side kind of looks like ultra-modern style, like, um, yeah, different different symbolism and things happening on that side. So it's quite clever how they work together to make a cohesive piece. Mm. Of course, no one would ever see that, you know, mm. from a distance. You can't see all at mm. once. Yeah, <laughs> but it does, yeah, it do, is cohesive. Mm. Yeah. Well, there was a couple of things because, like, you know, for the St James Theatre, we needed to acknowledge what was inside, but then also... Um, having, I guess, the more modern designs also represents now, but to the future. Because if we think about the name Kia Whakato Muri Te Haere Whakamua, which means um, it's taken from the Whakatoki of like walking backwards into the future, it's about looking into our past and, and to learn from, to move forward. And so that name kind of, and the reasons behind this designs just works really good together mm. and it also can speak to lots of different generations as well so perhaps younger generations might like things that are bold whereas like other generations might think that like things that are more um mm. classical, classical or, yeah yeah, yeah. we would considering our you know our community as a whole both when we were designing and painting everything and decisions we were making. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was also um, under our, like, we there was lots of things that we had to um, adhere to in the contract or in, in the design contract as well. So yeah. there was also the request that towards the entrance of St James that it wasn't too bold. Mm. Um, fitting because, with the building. Yeah, yeah, fitting with the building and so on. And mm. um, the colour palette as well from hmm. certain colour palettes. Yeah, we looked at those, the historical Historical colours. colour palette. Yeah, we looked well. at the frontage and just, you know, trying to be a little bit so softer as you came in so, you, you know, it wasn't um, incongruous to, yeah, what was going on up front. Yes. Mm. Um... Cool. And was there like some kind of sign-off process or did, did you oh, feel Oh, yes. Like, oh, there was. Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> was that a challenge? Well, uh, I would think it was, it was good, right? It was more like, um, I think the most challenging bit is when you're just kind of waiting because mm. you can't, you know, if there's something that, want, that the stakeholders want to change in the design, mm. um you're kind of waiting for them to get back to you so that you can move forward and do those changes or not do those changes. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, so there was a lot of kind of signing off to, because there was the historic buildings, trust, Tangata Whenua, council, other community members, ourselves. Ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we were the, the hardest ones to yeah, get yeah, us. yeah. <laughs> Um, just to make sure that everyone felt comfortable or was happy and yeah. 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 Um, I'll ask about that element that is about the Waimapihi stream 
um, because I'm still learning about that. But is that does that go under the St. James Theatre or near the laneway? Uh, can you explain the relationship there? Yeah, more Taranaki Street. Hey. Taranaki. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's near. It's near. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Very okay. close. Mm. Yes. Mm. So it comes out. So it comes. It comes up at Pony Street in Aro yes. Valley. Yes. And so you sit there, and then it dips under, and then you go down to Aro Park near the Aro Valley Community Centre, and you, there's a drain hole there, and you can hear it underneath running. Mm. And then the next um, public marker, I think, is the Z petrol station. There's a sculpture there, and there's little stickers that show its path underneath. Mm-hmm. And then the next, um, then there's a mural by Izzy Isabel Joy Tiaho on Garrett Street for Waimapai. And then it comes to Taranaki Street and is adjacent to our mural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, neat. Um, Cool. Uh, that is amazing that there are all these little pieces of public art pop- popping up and they're teaching me about like what is in my city that, under my feet that I never knew about. So that's really special. Thanks for adding to that. <laughs> um, right. <coughs> that um, space on the side of St. James Theatre... A lot of, is that high traffic laneway? Are, are a lot of people finding out about it, noticing it? Are you um, have you had much feedback? Oh, I was at my niece's thirtieth, and um, a friend of ours was. Um, I think she does like tours around New Zealand or something. I'm not sure. Um, and she says, "Oh, um, I give everyone a hoy when we're going past that." And oh, my friend did that. <laughs> Yes. So yeah, so I think, um, and yeah, there's other mates in the creative um, scene going. Oh, I must go and check that out, and mm. yeah, so po- posi- positive feedback. Mm. Yeah. I think it's definitely getting more traffic and stuff. And I mean, just a couple of weekends ago, me and Tina were part of the Wellington City Council e e bike tour mm. um, that was visiting other like public art pieces around the city and murals and stuff like that and um, everyone on the tour seemed to enjoy our artist talk but also the mm. whole tour and also because it's the, with the mural down there it's a bit brighter and it feels safer so I've yeah. heard from people that live in the apartments at the back that they um, they just love it because it just feels brighter, it feels mm. safer, it feels cleaner and so more people are going to use it and, you know, so it creates safety in numbers as well and mm. makes it a bit more Yeah, we've used welcoming. Our, our magical regeneration stick and yes, voila. It is magical from a rubbish-strewn alleyway to, That's like, yeah, yeah. A, an important pathway <laughs> to an important place. Um, that's beautiful. I want to ask you about future projects and things that uh, are coming up for you down the track. Do you mm, know? Okay. Um, well, I've got a whole bunch of... Um, I like doing, um, like, traditional uh, egg tempera um, and encaustics. Cost- I've got a whole of those sitting at home in my studio waiting. Um, is that, is that got- sculpture? Uh, no, I've got a pub- public sculpture um, coming up, um, which should be hopefully ready about a year's time. Um, so I'll be ticking away 
on that. Um, I'm busy at the moment um, painting, doing a bit of painting for WOW, <laughs> for the Great. ballet. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's probably me. Hopefully a few more um, murals in there, I'd say. <laughs> a few more murals? Coming up, probably, yeah, possible. Hopefully. Just, yeah, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, the, the sculpture will be pretty exciting for me. I'll probably, um, yeah, be super excited about doing that. And uh, Kim May's doing a, a, a sculpture as well. <laughs> Sorry, I'm telling what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> she got yep. excited. She got excited about it. Yeah. Um, great. Anything? So, something for th for a public space? Public sculpture, yeah. It is. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Something we can maybe look out for in over a year's time. Yeah, I don't know if I can talk to it yet. Oh, okay. But have a look at my website, maybe, and nice. see. Nice. I find, you know, when I finally post some photos. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Kerry May? Um, so my, I guess I'm, um, currently I've gone, I'm in a group exhibition at Seasons Gallery in Auckland. It's a single year exhibition and that was great to be a part of that. Um, my next public showing will be at the Nelson Arts Festival. Nelson Arts Festival is the largest arts festival in the country. Oh, not the largest, the oldest arts festival in the country. Um, and that will be showing my digital video work, Te Pito, and mapping it across a building. So that's wow. in October. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yes, I'm excited about that. And I'm trying to get a website together at the moment bit by bit in tutoring and making and already planning for next year and things that are coming up yeah. quite soon. So That yeah. light projection art, it's, it's a whole new medium again. Have you done that kind of thing before? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> this year's been a big year of first. So it was my first video work, um, my first mural, yeah, um, a few... Jewelry, new jewellery techniques I've put under my belt, which is our first as well. Um, also, first time being a guest lecturer for Massey. And, yeah, it's just a big year of firsts for me, but I love it. And, yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> so um, I'll get you to... Um Plug yourselves. Uh, if you have a social media that you want to handle, that you want to share, or a <laughs> website that you want to direct people to where people can learn more. Um, well, I've got tinaraycarter.com. So I've just, I've just e uh, simple. Like, well, yeah, I've I worked on my website. It took me a couple of months, and because uh, I know we were talking about that at the time, I needed to, and so I've cleaned up my website, um, and I just. Uh, down the rabbit hole or whatever you want to call it, trying to do this thing, but I, I, I did it, so check that out. Um, I don't know if it's, like, I don't know, Wix has got back to me and I, I need to fix some things, evidently, but I, I think it's, it should be fine, right? <laughs> um, um, Instagram, I've only sort of been, I mean, oh, such a, a lot of work, you know, for, for a lifetime of work, but I... But I just started posting a few things in 2019 on an Instagram. I think I was really excited while we were doing the mural. I got 100 followers, right? I don't know. <laughs> um, and I think that's just Tina Ray Carter. Tina Ray Carter? Yeah. Nice. Instagram. Um, that's about all I do. I'm not really, I'm a bit slack on Facebook. 
Sometimes I put things on there, but that's not really that's pop- not good. Public Instagram's the main. Instagram one. is the, is where it's at, right? Yeah, mm. you get to get to two hundred followers. Yeah, I might be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Um, well, if anyone that's listening wants to know more about the mural, they're more than welcome to go to wellington.gov.nz to hear, or, or not hear, sorry, to read a bit more about the story sure. behind it. Yeah, and that's got beautiful photos as well for the yeah. visuals. Yeah, so if you can't make it down or anything like that to see it, you can have a read and look at the photos. Mm. Um, I don't have a website yet, I'm working on that, but I do have an Instagram. My Instagram is just Z. So it's K E R I M E I Z. Or you're welcome to just plug my name in and Google it to see what other work might come up that is jewellery related or otherwise related. Uh, and if you're wanting to kind of hear more of my co-papa behind my making, there's a YouTube episode as a part of the Tonga Tuku Iho series that Te Papa did. Um, which is Tonga Tuku Iho, and then I guess you put my name on the end or whatever. But you should watch all the episodes because they're all amazing. Um, yeah, I guess that, that's my plug. <laughs> <laughs> have, we, have we plugged the gap? I think you guys are influencers now, I think. Um, I'll just end, I'll, I'll give one final question, which is a question I like to ask um, all of my guests about where is your favourite place mm. in Wellington? Oh, yeah, definitely somewhere along the waterfront. So oh, I think, yeah, I've got so, so many memories of the waterfront. They just stand out. But, I mean, somewhere beautiful and rugged would be Red Rocks. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Okay, so this is not the city waterfront. This is the south coast, like, yes, out um, with some wildlife Long, and some wild waves. Yeah, a bit of a walk, yeah. I remember oh, many years ago going out there with some some friends and just the wind in your face and the beauty, rugged, delicious. Yeah, excellent. Mm. How about you? I've got two. Um, so Princess Bay is one of my faves. I spent a lot of time going there as a child with my mum and stuff for full moon drumming and other things mm-hmm. and um, so always good memories always good memories and Otari Bush Reserve mm. yeah so sometimes I'll walk around that reserve when I just need to ground myself or centre or relax and yeah good choice Otari Bush is pretty much as good as Zealandia um you can walk in for free. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Well, thanks for talking to us. You're welcome. Thank you.